It's episode 65 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in one of the most beautiful homes I've ever seen oh, across from the owner of the Corpus Christi Moms blog, Elizabeth Tabor. Thank you so much for having me. Yay, thank you for having me. Oh I'm, I was so excited and overwhelmed whenever you contacted me and just like thrilled to to meet you and yes. chat. Yes, well, you're doing amazing things. Uh, I've been checking out your blog page and just the amount of information that's there. There's literally something for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, even the events, I was like, I didn't know this was going on. I didn't know this was going on, which is on the homepage of yes. your, and it's ccmomsblog.com? It's corpuschristimomsblog.com. Okay, corpuschristimomsblog.com. Yes. Okay, so how did you get into the blogging game? Because you're <laughs> so good at it. Well, thank you. Um, it kind of fell into my lap, not gonna lie. I actually just moved here um, last summer mm -hmm. and when looking at moving to Corpus and trying to kind of figure out my new town I thought you know um, a great way to do it would be to get involved with the Corpus Christi Moms blog mm -hmm. um, just to kind of backtrack I moved here from Austin yes and um, I lived in Austin for like 15 plus years and while living in Austin I wrote for the Austin Moms blog so I was wow. a, a contributor for uh, Austin Moms blog for like six years and just loved what they were doing there. And I met so many incredible people and so many connections that I never would have had otherwise. And so it just seemed like the perfect way to get to know people in a new town where I only basically knew my new husband. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna see what happens. Right. So prior to moving, I reached out to the previous owner of the blog um, about being a writer. And she was like, well, actually, let's meet because I'm looking for a new owner. She just was going to focus on different things. And she and I met and had this great meeting. And she's like, I think you'd be the perfect person to take this wow. over. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know yeah, anything about... Yeah, what does that feel about... like, right? It, well, it was, for it was... you to be offered a job, like... Full-time job, not yeah, a literally, <laughs> part-time job. Literally is. And that's the other thing is like moving here. I was a teacher before mm -hmm. and I taught high school and um, when I moved here decided I would take a year off work, just one year to like get my bearings yes. in a new town, get my that's kids so situated and then yeah, but jumped right into the blog which is definitely a full-time job. Absolutely. It's so fun and it's so amazing but um, yeah, whenever she she mentioned taking or you know becoming the owner and, and taking it over, I was just like, uh, I need to really like, yeah. Think about this was this. upon the first meeting, right? Yes, that's insane. Yes. she manifested you. She was for right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. it was it was really just such a sort of ordained kind of deal because um, the timing was really perfect, and I'm not a person to just not do things and not you know have a. A focus and a purpose mm -hmm. um, and so it really worked out wonderfully for me also but I was like I don't know if I can do this I mean I I'm a writer and I can write and I fortunately have had event planning experience and awesome. I was a theater teacher so I know how to like really put on productions yeah. and events and that kind of thing that's a talent the, the whole thing. I, I love it it's yeah. so it's probably my favorite aspect of the blog is, is doing the the events and the, mm -hmm. the mom mingles and stuff but um I really wasn't sure about the website aspect of it, and to be totally honest, I still feel like I'm like <laughs> barely making it happen. Um, oh, you're doing it, girl! Oh, thank yes. you. But it's it's been amazing, and we have some really great people um, on the team. We have a, our contributing team is over 20 people now, which is 
incredible. I was so overwhelmed a few months ago. I did a contributor call just to kind of like get some new voices because we really want to be a website and a resource that is representative of all moms mm -hmm. um, at all at all points in, in their life, whether they're trying to be a mom or they're a new mom or an adoptive mom or their wow. kids are all grown and out of the house. Like we want to have all those different viewpoints because, you know, everybody's experience is a little bit different. And um, I think the one thing that we all have in common as moms is that we've all probably felt at a time very isolated and very lonely That's and so like, true. yeah, like we're the only one or how is this possible? And, um, that's kind of part of the goal of, of the website and of the blog is to be a place where every mom feels like they're a part of it and that they're not alone. And, um, that's, oh my gosh, yes. Somebody else has gone through this. I'm not the only one. I'm yes. not a failure. It's that's so important and like maintaining a mother's morale. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing we want to build each other up. And then more than anything, I want to try and foster connections and relationships with women in the coastal bend and not just online, mm -hmm. but in real life, which mm -hmm. is why we put a lot of time and effort and energy, um, into creating these different, um, we do big events, but we also just do Yeah, little... tell me more about your events, please. Okay, so yeah, yeah. we, um, last year, the, the the previous owner didn't do as many events mm -hmm. um, because it was just sort of not in the in the wheelhouse at the time. Of course. Um, and, but I love them, yeah. and I was really like, and you're good at let's it. do it. <laughs> uh, so last year, like right off the bat, we hosted. Just when did you take over specifically? Last August. So okay. it's been almost one year. Wow, yes. in that fact, is insanity. It really you established. It really like, is. You've made quite a splash in a year. Well done. Thank you. Yes. Very much. Well. It's been super exciting, and it really is kind of amazing to. Um, oh no, worries. sorry about that. No. Uh, to see the growth that we've had in just a year and Absolutely. the amount of engagement. It's super exciting and it makes me so happy. And then I'll see comments or get emails where somebody will be like, you know, I've never gone to something by myself and mm -hmm. I was scared and I didn't want to go and I wasn't going to go and I was talking myself out of it. And then at the last minute, my husband was like, you have to do, just try, just try. And if you're not comfortable, you can leave. Uh, yep. And then what, they, excellent advice. Yes. And so, so this, there was this one person, she actually, um, she like, she wrote it and she said, um, I was so nervous and I was so scared and I had such a great time. I felt so comfortable, so welcome, and I didn't know a single person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yes, like that is, that is what we want, you know? And so we are doing, we do have larger scale events where they're ticketed events. Um, we did one last Christmas. It was a family event, Storytime with Santa. Oh, wow. And which we're, we're working right now on our fall and, and holiday right events. Oh my gosh, I know. I know. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> no pressure. I know. I'm like, how can I think about Santa when it's 18 trillion degrees outside? I know. I know. Um, but yeah, the family event was super fun. We had a photographer, Lindsay Baker, came and did gorgeous portraits, and we had cookies from a lot of local bakeries. That's we so had nice. arts and crafts, and it was just a really beautiful. We held it at the Bay Jewel downtown. Okay. Um, it was a really beautiful event for families to be able to come and kind of get dressed up a little bit and um, come in and just have a Christmas kickoff event and get their Santa pictures without standing in line for a thousand See, what years. what a cool option. And so, I mean, people need to know about this. Yeah. That's tremendous. Well, hopefully we'll I be announcing, hopefully yes. we'll be announcing the date very soon for yes. that one. Um, but other events that we are doing, we, we're going to do a, a fall mom's night out event, which will be kind of, um, along the lines of 
a, a sort of a, a sip and shop and get pampered and mm-hmm. uh, we're still working out logistics and details for that but basically moms will pay um, a w- one ticket price that's all inclusive for food and drinks and mini manicures and mini massages and Ooh. pop-up shops and uh, we're going to do it before the holidays kick yes. off and so people can even start their Christmas shop right? early. And they'll be relaxed. They'll be relaxed yes. before the madness. Exactly. What a great idea. Exactly. <laughs> so and it's just an opportunity for girls to get together and moms to get together and whether you have your girl tribe or your mom tribe already here or you don't we're yeah. there and we're ready to be your mom friend oh and i love that that y'all are so welcoming absolutely you know in that kind of way because uh, i know it can be easy to be intimidated by what seems like an established group already yes so i love that you're like loud and clear absolutely we're ready absolutely well i'll tell you this past uh, monday we hosted our first muffins with moms mm-hmm. and my favorite muffin on um, spid hosted with us and we just put it out there like, hey, come, we're gonna be here for a couple hours. Come have some coffee. And, and my favorite muffin gave free coffee to everybody. And um, I walked in, I was running a little late because I had an appointment, but some of my other team was there. And I walked in and the place was packed with wow. moms. It's like all these women, babies crawling on the floor, everybody meeting each other, everybody talking. I had at least four people that I just talked to that just moved here. They didn't know anybody. Wow. They had heard about it and they thought it was a good opportunity, a good way to meet people, and they did. Yes. And I was like, oh, it's working. It really is. is because you can tell, I mean, just by looking at you, how passionate you are about it. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely mean it when you say, please come, please do. hang out with, you know, other moms and, and uh, you know, socialize, get comfortable, yes. and, and, you know, maybe something can happen afterward. Absolutely. And then you guys threw an event that I thought was super cool and supportive, period. Yes. The uh, movie night. Yes. For, so we we did Clueless. Yes. At um, that made me so thrilled that y'all paired up with the nonprofit like that. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Was that the first time y'all had done something like that? So when we had, we did a mom event in May called Bloom, and, <clears throat> excuse me, it was also at the Bay Jewel, and it was an event for new and expecting moms, but we kind of opened it up to all moms we had some shopping we had um, different resources for women in the coastal bend we had an expert panel of speakers to answer questions about birth or childhood or whatever we had food from the exchange it was just a super fun really nice like mom's night out kind of event Um, and at that one we partnered with agape ranch which is a local organization that works to facilitate um foster families. Yes. So super cool. And I really always want to try whatever we have any kind of event to also be helping and giving back to the community more than just, you know, connecting people and connecting moms, mm-hmm. but to kind of help elevate and get nonprofits out there as yes. well. I mean, you're just taking it that much further. I mean, you're literally just, it's benefiting on benefiting on benefiting so many different groups. Well, I, I hope tremendous. so. That's definitely the goal because it's we're you know, I feel like we're all in this together and as big as Corpus is, it's not big. It's small, mm-hmm. and we all need to try to like work together, and we can all work together and support each other and and help each other. And so, with the, the Clueless event, those are super fun. The movie nights, we just we rent a theater at Alamo and um, pick, try to pick a fun movie that we like. And I love that idea. It so was much. it was a blast. In fact, our very first ever Moms Night Out was at Alamo last year. We did Bad Moms Christmas. Yes, it was hilarious. We sold out, and I was stunned because it was the very first time we'd ever done it. Yeah, people were into it. <laughs> so then we announced we announced Clueless, and it sold out in mm-hmm. twenty hours. And we had to get a bigger theater, and then that wow. sold out. And so we had the biggest theater, totally sold out. There was a wait list. I mean, it was it actually ended up being a little bit. 
<laughs> a little bit nuts because some people tried to scam each other on tickets oh, and it turned no. into like my worst nightmare. Yes, why did they want to take it there, you and, know? and it like almost ruined my day. It was the day of the event. I was so excited and then all of a sudden I get these messages and it's like somebody's saying they have tickets for sale and I tried to buy it and they took $50 and didn't send me the tickets. <laughs> Exactly, which I never in a million years, I don't know if it's just like my looking through rose-colored glasses. I'm with you. I would have never in a billion years thought that something like that would happen. Get I was away. so upset and like so sad and disappointed. And fortunately, like we found out right away and were able to get on and I like jumped on and I did a Facebook live and I Good. said, people do not, if you have tickets that you're not going to use, contact us yes. and we will get them to the next yes. person. But it, yeah, but you're right. Because I would be the same way. I mean, you're like, this is just a really cool local event that local people are into. Why would it turn into an opportunity for someone to scam? Seriously. So irritating. So irritating. So disappointing. Ugh. I mean, I guess it's the world we live in. It is what it is. But yeah. it turned out it was a great event. We did partner with Period. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, kind of trying to think of somebody. And, you know, there's the iconic line in Clueless where <laughs> Cher is like arguing about her tardies. And she's trying to get tardies like <laughs> negated in her debate class. And, um, and, and she explains to the teacher, like, dude, I was surfing the crimson. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. It's so good. This is the perfect connect. It's, yeah, it's so good. I, I love that you did that. And I love that the turnout was amazing. It and was. again, I mean, not only are you providing an amazing opportunity for all these moms and women to get together, but also an opportunity to, for outreach for what you yes. know nonprofits are doing. And I just applaud you so much for that. Thank you. Okay, so I want to backtrack a little yes. bit and talk about you when you were growing up. Okay. Did you always know you wanted to be a writer? What were you kind of drawn toward? And, and how did you get to eventually, <laughs> you know, be, become a contributor for okay. Mom's Blog in Austin? All right, so here's the long, the long journey yes. to today. I love long journeys. <laughs> well, I am. I also love that alligator crocodile over there. <laughs> My husband, Cecil, he got it in New Orleans like years ago. <laughs> when we got together and he showed it to me, I was like... Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> so it's semi-temporary, but now it's, it's sort of grown on us, so it'll it'll probably live there. Um, okay, so I grew up in Oklahoma for the majority of my childhood, and pretty much always wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And but I loved writing, and I loved English class and all that. And um, in middle school, I started doing theater, musical theater, and completely found my passion. So you can sing. Uh, well, I, I do my best. <laughs> I do my best. I do have karaoke on my bucket list. Yes. So, um, so anyway, I started doing theater locally and musical theater locally. And then my little sister also started doing it. And over time, over the, the first couple of years that we did it, we um, ended up doing a regional production of Annie in wow. Oklahoma City, which was super fun. And um, while we were there, this man named William Berloni, Bill, he's the dog trainer for Sandy, and he owns a, um, a theatrical animals company based in New York. Wow. It's a huge thing. Like, yes. When you see animals in TV, commercials, movies, theater, there is a there are specific companies that do this, and William Berloni Theatrical Animals is one of the pioneers in training animals to be actors, basically. That's amazing. It is. The story of Bill and, and, and Sandy and everything is really incredible. Like, all of the dogs that they use in Annie have been adopted from the Humane Society. And wow. So, um, so anyway, Bill was there watching the Sandy dog. He came to visit. And he was involved with 
the um this is in Oklahoma this is all in Oklahoma okay right so he flew to Oklahoma to check out this new Sandy that he had he it was this particular Sandy dog's first show okay so he had trained the dog and it was this first their first production so he was coming to watch the dog got to it see how got it does sorry it's confusing so he had literally was coming to watch the dog yeah okay <laughs> And so my sister and I are in the show. We're at the opening night party, and he, how old are y'all? I was eleven, I think. Wow. My sister was seven, seven or eight, I think. Um, and so he reaches out to my mom after the show, and he's like, "Hey, they are doing a sequel to Annie. The original creators of musical Annie, Martin Sharn and Charles Strauss and Tom Meehan, they've written a sequel. It's called Annie Warbucks." And it's on tour, or it's getting ready to go on tour, and eventually going to go to Broadway. And they're looking for somebody to play Molly, the littlest orphan. Mm -hmm. And that's what my sister was playing. He's like, I think you should take her to Houston to audition for the national tour. And my mom was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she and my sister go to Houston. Catherine auditions and gets cast in the national tour. Wow. So, yeah. So, and I, this is like. What an amazing, like, chain of bizarro. events. It really is so just the way things happen. It's, yes. it's so strange. I love it. So, this was the summer before my eighth grade year. And my sister was going into fifth grade, I think. And so, my mom and sister leave on the, the national tour, and I was doing a local, I was doing community theater at home in Oklahoma. So, I stayed home. Mm -hmm. I actually stayed with my grandparents. And did shows for the summer. And then I met them on tour, halfway through the tour. Yes. And traveled with them. So we spent time in Seattle and San Jose and San Bernardino and all these what different places. Life. It was really incredible. How long was this tour? The tour, I think, was like, I think it was four months, okay. four or five months. Man. Um, so, yeah. So I jumped, I jumped on the tour and just kind of hung out, met all the actors, met all of the creative team backstage. I would hang out backstage with everybody. Watch the show every once in a while. Um, you know, I mean, after a while, you've seen it so much. Yes. But ultimately, I knew every line and every song. So somebody said, I don't know if they talked to my mom or I don't remember how it all happened. They were like, Elizabeth should audition just to be like the understudy. So mm -hmm. if one of the kids gets sick, like she's already on tour with us. Exactly. So I auditioned for the directors while we were on tour. So then fast forward, tour ends. The show's getting ready to go to New York. And so they call my mom. We're back in Oklahoma. And they're like, we want you to bring the girls, both of them, to New York and audition. And so my mom and sister and I flew to New York. And we went to an audition at this, like, very, I don't know, like, a, a, a standard audition space in New York. And there's casting directors and creative. And wow. It's, I mean, it was a whole big thing. And yes. We went in and... We, we sang and we had to improv and we had to dance and do, you know, choreography combinations. And then um, about, I don't know, not that much long later, we were, we were back in Oklahoma and I was actually at a doctor's appointment. Like we were in the doctor's office and um, we got the call that they wanted both my sister and I to be in the show. In New York? In New York. What, I'm just tripping that all this went down <laughs> the way it went down. Y'all were just in Oklahoma, not just. I mean, it's really yeah. cool. Performing in your hometown. Pretty much. And this man comes through to see an an a pet, an animal. Yes. And sees talent. Like, that. that's it amazing. Was pretty, it was pretty unbelievable how it all unfolded. Oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, we were just super fortunate to have a family that was supportive yes, and willing so to figure out how to make it happen because it's totally 
unbelievable. I mean, it's not a, a normal scenario. No, not at all. And um, in fact, my mom, her job, she traveled for work. And so my grandmother came with us to New York so she could stay with my sister and I and take us to rehearsal and, um, you know, do the whole thing. And so she left my grandpa, who they'd never been apart. Right. Like, wow. 40-something years. And so she came with but us for a while. It I mean, how, how long are we talking? How long were y'all in New York? And we were there for almost a year. And where and where in New York? So we, um, the show ultimately ended up off-Broadway. We mm -hmm. performed at a theater called the Variety Arts Theater, mm -hmm. um, which was downtown on like 3rd, I think it was on 3rd Avenue and like between 12th and 13th Street. So like in Manhattan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Manhattan. We, and we lived, we lived in the city. So we lived, at one point we lived in Greenwich Village and then we ultimately ended up in the Great Mercy Park area. So, yeah, it was a totally crazy adventure. But, like, a magical, neat experience. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness. It was. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. I mean, it was definitely a um, a dream situation. I, I will say, in hindsight, I wish I hadn't been 13 and 14 mm -hmm. because literally, like, 13 and 14 is a terrible age <laughs> as a human. I mean, if you think about it, it really is. And I'm mom to a 12-year-old boy, almost 13, and 12 has been the worst age so far. Yeah. So I'm like, I wish I could have had that opportunity when I wasn't such a, like, mm -hmm. angsty teenager or yes, whatever. Yes, for sure. Um, because my perspective would have been so different. But Do you wish I'm, you were younger, older? Either way. Okay. I just think that the time for me, it was so hard. And it's also hard because coming, being, like, an Oklahoma kid who was relatively, like, yeah, well, I mean, relatively like, sheltered, okay, you know. Okay, yeah. not Manhattan, obviously. Right, and we had a, a pretty progressive family, um, super open-minded, relatively liberal, um, and so not like Definitely what some... Definitely take you all to New York to go absolutely, pursue your passion. Absolutely, um, but the difference for me was how kids were raised and what, like if kids grow up in New York, that's their home. And yes. so they're comfortable there and their parents are comfortable with them just like walking down the street to the deli or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, we weren't, I yeah. mean, we were like, holy smokes, this is a giant city. You know, we were lived in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. It was like, <laughs> this is a huge difference, you know? And so it was like, I wanted to have the freedom that some of the kids I was meeting had, but at the same time I was, nervous mm -hmm. and scared because this was a whole new world and I was trying to be brave all the time. Of course. But then I remember um, it, we also, because we were in the show, we did eight shows a week and so we were also busy. Yeah. So there wasn't time to like make friends, friends or connections outside of the show. Yes. Um, so we had incredible people in the show with us, but that was our whole life was that. I mean, even our school that we went to, we went to the professional children's school and it worked with like actors. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes, yeah, you do we have to continue with your education. Yes. And so <laughs> okay. we, there's, there's a school in New York called the professional children's school that um, was a private school that we got enrolled in and they would work with our schedule. So if we had a matinee on a Wednesday, we just didn't go to school on Wednesday and they just gave us our work. Yeah. Or if we had shows, which we would have shows Tuesday night, two shows on Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, and then two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. And so on nights or mornings that we had a show the night before, we went to school at 10 instead of being at school at 8 so that we could sleep in because we'd been on stage until 10.30 at yes. night or whatever. So it was a very, it was a, a lot of um, correspondence type schooling, yes. which being a ninth grader, 
that's kind of hard. Okay, that's what I was going to ask because I can see for me it was really hard. Yeah, how it could be beneficial because I mean you're you're working, right? You, are, you literally have more than what I would say is a full time job. Yes. And uh, also keeping up with your studies. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, that must be really, really great and, and uh, convenient. But now you're saying, for looking me, back, it was, yeah. looking, For me, it was, it was very challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I was enrolled in French. Okay, well, you can't really learn French on your own no. when you don't know anything about <laughs> okay, French. Okay, yes, that makes you know perfect what I mean? sense. Yes. So it was like, I never learned French. And when I moved back to Oklahoma and went to French too, it was sort of like barely hanging on mm -hmm. because I got credit for it because I was able to complete the work, but I never learned it. Exactly. You know, it was that kind of thing. And yes. it's nothing against the school. Like, professional children's school is unbelievable and what they do and the Are opportunities. Are they still around? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the opportunities that they give um, performing arts students. I mean, we had ballerinas and violinists, and there was just this incredible, eclectic wow. group of people. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was very cool. Um, but also a little overwhelming. I mean, there were celebrity kids who went to this school and for little, for girls from Broken Arrow, mm -hmm. it was a little bit like, okay, well, we're not going to act like we're not going to be starstruck yeah. because these are, they're just kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way about any celebrities that I see now. I will mm -hmm. never go up to somebody. I do my best not to fangirl around yes. people, no matter how, how much <laughs> I want to, because I'm like, they're just people. Yes. They're just true. Well, and that's a really good reminder for everyone because we're so, in such a moment in time where, you know, we idolize so many people and uh, it, it's good to, to you know, r recognize like, yes, they are right. just people just trying to go to the grocery store or whatever. Right. They don't necessarily want to be asked for a selfie yes. or anything like that. Exactly. So, so how did y'all end up back to Oklahoma? Okay, so the, so the, the, show, the show ended. Okay. Um, that's kind of just how... How musicals and, and plays work in New York. They kind of go through seasons and cycles. Yes. And um, the show ended, and I was ready to go back and be a normal teenager and go to normal public school. But it's so neat that you school. got to experience the alternative, <laughs> though. You really got to experience both, and you can see the pros yes, and the cons. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that, um, that, like I said, my parents gave us that opportunity, my mom in particular, and um, my grandparents sacrificed for us to be able to do it. And, um, so after New York ended, the plan was to go to California and to try, try our hand at TV and movies mm -hmm. and commercials now that we have this experience. Well, I didn't want to go because mm -hmm. I wanted to go really? home. Yeah, wow. I did not want to go. Okay. And my mom made that me go. That is so surprising. Okay, mom made you go. So mom made me go. Got first. it. She's like, no, we're a family. We're going to go. We got to California. And again, my age was terrible mm -hmm. at this time. I just wanted to be no, with my I, friends. No, I, but I get exactly what you're saying. I'm sure I would have felt that kind of way too. Just you, it's almost like you're, you're you've been in the unknown for so long. You want to go back to some comfort, right? Some stuff you know. I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. But mom made me go to California at first, and I was probably not nice to her. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this, um, and we went, and I didn't like it at all. I was super unhappy. And my sister and I both started auditioning. We had an agent. We were going on auditions for commercials and voiceovers and TV and movies and all these different things. And I was also at a tricky age in in TV and, and a lot of um, a lot of casting directors for teenagers mm -hmm. will cast adults. Yes. Because there's labor laws. Yes. And so they don't want to cast a 14-year-old. They mm -hmm. will cast an 18-year-old who looks 14. Mm -hmm. And um, so there were several auditions that I went on that... It, that was the case. It was like ultimately an 18 year old got her, a 25 year old got the part mm -hmm. instead of a 16 year old or whatever. And I was just not into it. Yeah. My heart wasn't in it. It was not my passion. I didn't want to be there. My right. sister loved it. 
and she was doing great mm -hmm. she was successful and she was booking stuff and she loved it and so I just I asked if I could go home and my mom sacrificed and she allowed me to move back home and I moved in with my grandparents and moved back to Oklahoma for the rest of high school. Nice. I lived with my grandparents the whole time I was in high school. My mom and sister were in California. Mm -hmm. My sister was working and doing all wow. that. And, yeah. I, but I think so. it's great though that you did give it a shot and then you just recognized like, okay, this isn't for It wasn't me. for me. Yeah, right. it's not for me. Right, but, and I missed theater. Mm -hmm. I missed live theater. So when I moved home, I did plays for the next three years nonstop. I was either in a play or a musical the entire time, my entire high school career. And then I started teaching musical theater, like to four and five year olds. And At, in high school? Mm -hmm. Wow, how, how does that work? So I, we went to this studio locally, it was called Theater Arts, mm -hmm. Broken Arrow. And they had classes from, you know, four year olds on up through high school and college and multiple teachers. And a lot of times they would give um, their high school students who had grown up in the studio and had experience and they felt like could handle it, they would let them either teach or co-teach um, the four and five-year-old, like the baby class. That's tremendous. And I wanted to do it, and I loved it. I loved it. And so I kind of got to combine both of my passions yes. of like wanting to, to teach, but also Theater. singing and dancing and doing that. So I did that through high school. Um, and then after high school, I ended up meeting my first husband. So I've been married twice. Mm -hmm. Um, I met Jared at a car show in Mustang, Oklahoma. What were you doing crazy. at a car show? I was there with my, my, my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God. It's literally like such a silly, funny story. I think that's but, um, I was my high school boyfriend. I was at this car show with him and, uh, met Jared and this whole other group of people. And then, um, my high school boyfriend and I broke up, and Jared and I stayed in touch, and Jared lived in Austin area. Mm -hmm. And so we kept in touch and kind of started writing, emailing. This is like before Facebook. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty old here, people. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> so this is, is pre-Facebook. And um, Which so sometimes we, I feel might have been a better time, right? Totally. A hundred percent. I agree. I mean, I basically am on Facebook and social media for my job now. Yes. But absolutely. Things were so much simpler then. Yes. But, um, but yeah, Jared and I met and we dated long distance for a year and I was in college in Tulsa and then ultimately decided... And what were you going to college for? Teaching? Um, I actually started out as a musical theater major in college and then decided that I didn't need a degree to do musical theater. So I switched to education. Right on. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you're already very good at musical theater. So, well, I, so I kind of just felt like, you know, I can do this, so do I really need to go to college for four years and rack up student loans and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. um, so I switched. Uh, but then ultimately decided that um, I was ready to do something different and be go kind of find who I was as a person because having had such an unusual childhood... My sister and I were very well known in our town. Yes. And, um, which was awesome and mm -hmm. super fun. But I felt like I wanted to get out from that. Saying shadow is a bad word that gives it a negative connotation because it wasn't a bad thing. Yes. But I kind of wanted to see who I was on Aside my own. Aside from that, absolutely. Yes. I totally After having that. had so many years of being that person, I just wanted to see, like, is, is that who I am? Mm -hmm. Or it, it, can I be something different? Am mm -hmm. I something different? I think we know the so. answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> yes. So I tried, I decided to evolve like a Pokemon, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like evolving into my next, <laughs> my next form. Oh my god, that's probably the best quote so far. 
Yes. Okay. I'll have to get it on a t-shirt. <laughs> so I evolved to my next my next phase and um, moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. That's where Jared was. That's right. I keep yeah. I keep you keep yeah. saying Oklahoma, but it's funny to hear you say that. So, so yes. you became a Texan. I became a Texan. I'm not gonna lie. I still held strong to my Sooner pride. Of course. For many, 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 many years, mm-hmm. going so far as to decorate a bathroom in our home, all OU. Like in Austin, and it was real. <laughs> I will say I don't have any of the stuff anymore, so nobody come after me. But yeah, I, I did try to maintain some of that. That is hilarious. Yeah, so funny. So anyway, Jared and I ended up getting married and moving to Lago Vista, which is a little town outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, had two kids, Hudson and Finn. Hudson is twelve, almost thirteen now, and Finn is seven. Did you always want to be a mom? Yes. Okay. Thousand percent. Hundred percent. You always knew. And did you know? Like, how do you feel about having only boys? I thought I would be a girl mom. Okay. 100%. I also always thought I'd be a girl mom. I mean, I, I'm a theater person. And yeah. not that boys, I, I have taught so many boys, and I desperately wanted my boys to do theater <laughs> once I had them. <laughs> they are not. Okay, I was going to ask. Nope. How did that go? They are not into it. They've yeah. been in two of my shows because mm-hmm. I've made them. Because I was like, dudes, if I have to be at rehearsal, you're going to have to be there with me. So yep. you might as well just be in the show. Um, and they, they're great. They have the ability and the talent if they wanted to, mm-hmm. but they have zero desire. I gotcha. So and you can't, you can't force it. No, I won't. And I yeah. won't push it. Um, so anyway, yeah. So we had two beautiful kids and right after I had Finn, I, um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, my friend Amber, she had seen that Austin mom's blog was doing a contributor call. And she knew that I had a personal blog that I like to write. Okay, see, I didn't and, know you had a blog. Yes. Very good. Well, it's a million years ago. I don't yeah. anymore. But hey, still. I did have one way back when blogs first started. You yeah. Know, on, like, well, what was the blog subject spot. matter? My kids. Okay. Because well, okay, so you're was, already blogging about being I was a mom. blogging about being a mom. Perfect. That was it. Okay. And so Amber's like, you should, you should check out Austin Mom's blog and, um, and see if you, you know, they're looking for writers. It was the first contributor call that Austin had ever done. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I submitted some writing samples and and they said, yeah, like we want you to be a contributor. And it's like so fun. And I just, I was looking at the time, I was in the throes of motherhood. You know, I had a four-year-old and a baby that I was exclusively breastfeeding wow. and working from home at the time and just trying to manage and navigate mom life and how how our family was now that we had two children and mm-hmm. a baby, you know, yes. it was, it's a whole new world when you, it, it's just a whole new world. Uh, yeah. No, and, I have, I only have one kid and it's a whole new world. Yeah. You had two. It, yeah. And it's just, it is. And, and I was starting to feel sort of isolated and lonely and I had great friends. I had great people around me, but it's just when you're at home with your baby and, and your four year old and sometimes you just sort of feel like, gosh, is this, this it, mm-hmm. and and that sounds awful because of no, course being it a mom is sound awful. It's honest and appreciated. Well, because it, it, it can feel that way. Yes. And yes, you know that what you're doing is so important, and raising our kids is the, the most important thing we can do. But we also have to find places and ways to connect. Mm-hmm. And writing for Austin Mom's blog was that for me. Okay. It gave me this bigger outlet and sort of a bigger platform to write my stories and to talk about what I was going through as a mom or what mm-hmm. I. And then I met these other incredible moms who were having the same feelings, but were also doing all of these really great things and really cool things. And I was like, I can do this too, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I wrote for the blog for a long time. And then ultimately I went back to work. You said six years, right? I did. Wow. Yes, I did. And so what kind of content, was it just specific to what you were dealing with? 
with uh, in real life or was it kind of, you know what I mean? Like, how did you decide? So initially, I mean, I, Austin Mom's blog had not been around for that long when I started writing for them. Now it's just this like insanely, incredibly successful, huge, ginormous. Yes. Like my goals for Corpus Christi yes. Mom's blog are, are there. <laughs> oh, I had great mentorship. Yeah. Allison Max, the owner of Austin, and I, I consider her a great friend and um, I feel like she's 100,000% paved the way for what I'm doing here. Um, but I would write about, yeah, I would write about what I was going through. I was writing about how I have two kids and they're so different. Like, who knew how different the kids just naturally are? It has nothing yes. to do with how I'm raising them, but one of them was a night owl and one of them is an early bird. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would write about, I have, my older son has food allergies. So I wrote about being a food allergy mom and how to navigate that. Um, I wrote blogs about 25 great date night spots in Austin. But see, that's great content so, too, because as a mother, you know, you're, you have other things right. you need to take care of. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. that's, I love that you included that perspective in there. We did. And the, it was a team of writers, just like Corpus Christi Moms blog is. So it was cool to see other people's perspectives and what they had going on and their favorite places and what their favorite playground was for their kid. Mm -hmm. Because when you are a mom and you're sitting there nursing your baby for the 11 billionth hour of the day and you're like what are we going to do tomorrow yeah. and you know you you go online and you google like things to do in austin or you go on facebook like what's going on this weekend and so in austin like allison started a weekend roundup with a, a big comprehensive list of things that were going on all over town such a great resource. So yes. we've implemented that here. I Corpus love Christi. that. I had no idea until I heard about the blog and then went there mm -hmm. of some of the events because what's listed there are family friendly events, yes. which it can, you know, yes. it's important to make that distinction right. when you have children. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Thank is. you for that. And we will always like specify if something's not necessarily a family. Yes. Like we try to be pretty, um, pretty comprehensive in, in a lot of the things. The weekend roundup is family friendly events and um, my contributor and, and community engagement coordinator Jennifer Mayhan does a great job and she just sits and researches and it's a completely organic list like we just see what we can find mm -hmm. so we scour Facebook and the internet and try to just cultivate no, there's so much all these information things. there it's you guys are are doing it. Thank you. And being thorough. Well, we are tied. I personally, like, I can't imagine how low people who have lived here for a long time feel, but just having been here for only a year, I hear so often there's nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. There is so much to do here. And that Thank is... Thank you for saying that, especially uh, for someone who, like you said, been here for a short amount of time. Yes. I mean, I, and that's, to be honest, people told me before coming here, they were like, you will hate it. Mm -hmm. You're leaving Austin to go to Corpus. Mm -hmm. You're going to hate it. But good luck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard, heard this from so many people. It's, it's like a, like, we're warning you. Right. Beware. Right. So I had, I had all the warnings. Yes. I had everybody telling me, you know, don't do this. You're going to hate it. And I got here and... It, what I found was, yes, it is hard to find things that are going on. So that's why we started doing what we're doing. Like, yeah. There's so much to do. I find new treasures and gems literally every day on different things. There's events and activities, and there's actually concerts. I mean, I will say there are things I miss for, yes. about Austin, 
But in general, we've had, I've just had a great year, like exploring. Yeah, I'd say Corpus was ready for you. Well, I was, I was ready for Corpus. Yeah. I love it here. Uh, and I, I love hearing you say that. I mean, yes, each city's different. Each city has different things to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, but to, tr to try to compare the two, they're totally different. They are. They're totally you know? different. So you need to appreciate what each city has to offer. Right. Absolutely. And I love that you are. And you're told, and like I said, and you're just adding to what the city has to offer. Well, and so yeah, I, I just can't thank that. you enough. So what's been your, okay, the piece that you've written that you're most proud of? I, I mean, I've written a lot. I, I guess I have to say, and this will kind of maybe like bridge the gap for how I got to Corpus. Um, three years ago, my husband Jared and I were in a car accident um, and it was a, a horrific traumatic, terrible car wreck. There were four of us in the car and Jared was killed instantly. Um, one of our other passengers, one of my dear friends was killed. Um, and my other friend was very badly injured and it was a, a, a total miracle that I literally was able to walk away from this crash with a broken hand, bruised from head to toe, but no other major injuries. That is so um, Horrible. It, it was. I'm it was. So sorry. It was. It was horrible and awful. I mean, you never in a million years imagine or can wrap your head around something like that. You know, happening. You leave the house and everybody. Is, you leave like normal, and then you don't come home like normal. Mm -hmm. um, and so that happened three years ago, and kind of over the course of the last three years, obviously. Um, you know, the first year I stayed in, in Lago and in, in Austin area with my boys and we just tried to figure out life and, you know, life without, without dad and what that looks like. And Finn was four at the time and Hudson was eight. So they were little, you know, they were, yes, I mean, they were little. And they're boys. And they're boys. Yes. And they lost their dad. And, um, our entire community, I mean, Jared had grown up in the community we lived in and graduated from high school there. Um, and so we were very ingrained in that town and we knew everybody and everybody knew Jared and, um, it was just, it was a really hard, hard, hard situation. And I was super lucky that I had, um, some great people around me to help us kind of navigate through this new, this new life that we had to do and try to figure out how to process everything, it, but still pay the bills, yes. you know, you still have to go to work. Yeah. And, and I threw myself back in to work. I was teaching high school theater and musical theater at the time. And it was the best thing I could have done oh, because... Thank you for sharing all of this, but especially this. Yeah. Because my instinct would be to literally just shut myself out from everything. Right. And I think that for a lot of people that is the... I think that's the natural gut reaction. But I knew... I knew that I couldn't do that for my kids because... I had a decision to make and it was okay is this really awful thing that happened the world doesn't stop turning and when you when you go through something like that um, you see that in the in the first days and weeks everybody's there everybody's calling everybody's offering to bring food and do yes. all the things which is so lovely and they say everybody says like let us know if you need anything let us know if you need anything but here's what I can say to be true you will never, a grieving person will never ask. I know. You just have to show up. Yes. And I can count on less than two hands how many people actually just showed up. And I lived in a community where I knew everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody knew me. And I felt like, I felt very loved in the first 
20 days and then yes with the exception i mean i had a handful of people who were there my my teaching team at school my amazing incredible group of teachers that i taught with every day they showed up they were there for me constantly i had other friends that were too um, so I don't want to like I don't want anybody to think that you know I had nobody no, or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, um, but no, this is a very real thing you're sharing, and I I appreciate it. Sure. It's well, true. It, it is true, and and people don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest things for me after the wreck was that people talk behind people's backs all the time, and and nobody wants to come and talk to you about something that is is sad or traumatic because they don't want you to be upset. And I understand that point. But at the same time, like it never goes away for us. Yeah. It never goes away. If you have lost somebody or uh, gone through a traumatic event, you think about it every single day. It never stops. It's not going to matter if somebody else doesn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take it away. Mm -hmm. It's always there. So you might as well talk about it, which yes. is why I've never been shy about talking about it to people. It was a terrible, awful moment. It was a terrible, traumatic thing. Um, my heart was broken into a billion pieces. It was broken for my kids, you know, more than anything because they lost their dad. And, um, but I had a, I had a decision to make in that moment. Like where, what were we going to do now? Yes. Or was I going to fall apart and then not help my kids get through this? Or was I going to figure out how to be brave and be strong and, and, and try to make my kids still have the best life that they possibly could because they deserved that. Mm -hmm. They didn't deserve to have their life. I mean, their life fell apart, obviously, too. But they deserved to, to grow up and to become good humans. And I didn't feel like if I fell apart that they were going to be their best selves. Yes. Um, and again, I had such good support. I threw myself back into work and school and teaching and directing. And my theater family there was incredible. And... Um, everybody just helped me. I mean, and there were days where out of the blue grief would just overtake. Like I have a, a vivid, clear memory of one day being in class and I don't even know what happened. Like, cause th things get triggered. They still do. It's been three years and it's still like, I'll have days where all of a sudden I'm just like mm -hmm. a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, one day I was in class and that happened, but I had all these great teacher friends and I just like sent one of them a text and I was like, I, I have to walk out of the room right now. Like I'm Yes. I'm, I'm, I can't be in here right now. And she's just like, on my way. And she was in my room and I went to the theater and I had a good cry and then I came back. And I think that as, as women and moms in particular, we try so hard to be so strong all the time. And I think that we should try to be strong and we should try to be brave, but it's also okay to allow yourself those moments to fall apart. And that is something that I did with my kids through the whole process and I continue to do with them. Um, is just to tell them that it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to feel mad still and to feel upset. You know, we still have to do what we need to do. Exactly. And we still have to get through the day, but it's exactly. okay to like fall apart. Mm -hmm. I do too, you know, but we, we gotta talk about it. And what an important message, especially for young men. Yes. I mean, that's such a, I, I love that you're sharing Definitely. that. You're literally living it. I mean, mm -hmm. look at yeah. what you're doing, you know, uh, I mean, you're the epitome of someone who's like, okay, you know, regardless of what's going on, I'll honor what I'm feeling, but right. I still gotta right. take care of business. Exactly. It's tremendous. Because I mean, that's the thing is that it just, the world keeps turning and life goes on and it, it's, you have to figure out how to now make life work still, you know, without this person in your life or with this trauma or whatever. 
Um, and, 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 you know, emotions are important. And I think, like you said, for boys and for men, like we're so, people are so conditioned to think that you're not supposed to show emotions. And yes. my son Hudson, my, my older one, he had a hard time because he was trying to just be really strong stoic. and stoic about it. And I even, I even gave him a journal in the first, literally like the first day and I just said, you know, I understand that it's going to be hard to, that sometimes you're not going to know what to say and that you might feel mad and sad. So why don't you just write stuff down? And I was like, you can write whatever you want in this book. And so you can even, he goes, can I write bad words? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yeah. you can write whatever you're feeling. Like mm -hmm. just because he wasn't talking. And so I wanted to try and give him other alternatives and other ways. What where an excellent maybe he could idea. Get it out. Sometimes it's as simple as Writing here is pen and paper. Right. And wow. for me, writing and blogging is that. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing, like your your initial question on this was what is my piece that I'm the most proud of? And I wrote a blog for Corpus Christi Mom's blog on grief. And it was on grief, guilt, and gratitude. And how those three things go together. And you, for me, I feel more guilt than anything um, because like I get to still be here. Mm -hmm. And... It's not, it's not fair that I, I feel very much like it's not fair that I get to still be here and two people aren't. Yes. I get to watch my kids grow up. I get to be a part of the terrible 5.30 a.m. carpool. <laughs> you know? But I will tell you what, it is such a constant reminder every day when I am feeling grumpy or exhausted or annoyed at football practice or whatever it is that's going on. It's a privilege. Yes. And I get to do that. And there are so many people who don't. And mm -hmm. their dad is one of them. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't get to see them grow up. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. And it's awful. And I feel guilty about it. And that will never, ever, ever go away. But at the same so. time, you are, you did say, though, that you feel like that it's a privilege to be able to. And that's where the gratitude comes Absolutely. in. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like exactly. a dichotomy. It really is. Yeah. And so I, I wrote a blog about it. And it's probably one of my best, my favorite pieces that I wrote. It was very authentic and just a little bit about, you know, our experience and what we went through and how just in the moments after the wreck, I had a decision to make and, and how was I going to face this new challenge in front of us? And I chose to, to choose gratitude yes. and just to be grateful that I get to be here and I get to live this life. And it completely has changed. I mean, I've always had a relatively positive outlook. I had a, have an amazing grandmother who like instilled that in, in my life. Um, but even more so once when we went through the wreck and the loss and everything, um, it just made me truly embrace the idea of living every day to its fullest because mm -hmm. I know better than anybody that you don't no. Yes. What's going to happen. Yes. And so I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to do my best to stay positive and have a good attitude about things. And I'm going to try to live my very best life every day. And I'm going to do that for my kids too. Yes. Because, you know, we only get one life and we don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. So you're totally doing it. And I love too, that you emphasize that you're even grateful for those moments that are irritating or <laughs> yes. inconvenient or cuz i mean truly as you you know being a mom i mean only 2 years in but you really do realize like how silly and funny yes. even even the most like annoying or just disappointing whatever right in retrospect you're like okay like this is all part of it and it's fun yeah. overall it it really is and in those moments 
are really so small mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of, of whatever yeah. it might be. You know, it's like, ugh, sitting in the pickup line waiting, it's 15 minutes and it literally makes me ragey. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I'm not as chill as, as you might think, but sitting in pickup lines, I just, no, I, have I cannot I, handle yeah, it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on my way there. Well, good luck. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, pickup lines are no fun. Yeah. <laughs> but in the, the grand scheme of a whole 24 hours of a day, I may be sitting in a pickup line for 15, 20 minutes. Exactly. Is it really that big of a deal? Right. No, it's all about my attitude in that moment. For and sure. So I'm going to like try and have a mind shift and be like, okay, what can I do in this 15 minutes? Oh, I can write a blog post mm -hmm. or listen to a podcast, you know, so. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, you have to experience the moments of, of not quite enjoying yourself to realize what you can do to enjoy it, right? Yes. So it's, it all has purpose. Yes, for sure. Okay, so okay. now I want to talk about yes. this newest endeavor that you're into, which is the Adventures in 40. Uh -huh. 40? Advent Adventuring into 40. Adventuring into 40. Yes. Tell me about this. What inspired it? It's, <laughs> I love everything I'm seeing. How many days Thank are you, you in? Okay, Tell this is day, it. I think I'm on day seven. Um, so I'm about to turn 40 at the end of September. September what? September 29th. Okay. And I have been in denial about being almost 40 for three years. And I pretty much <laughs> have just like told everybody I was 37 for the last three years. And, uh, and so I really was not, I'm really not looking forward to turning 40, which is so silly because it's really just a number and it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter, it's okay. it's, but it's just that, okay. it's that mind yes. thing, you know? Yes. And so a, about a month ago, my husband Brad and I were talking and I was like, you know, I think that I'm just going to embrace turning 40 because to be honest, like I feel healthier. I feel happier. Mm -hmm. I feel more confident in myself. I feel like I am, I have come into my own. I yes. finally, I, I found who I am. I finally have. And that is priceless, it, my friend. It is priceless. Oh, it's totally priceless. I've had to go through a lot of things mm -hmm. to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I had my New York deal. I had my, my evolution uh, into moving to Texas as a, an 18 year old. And then I had another evolution after the wreck. Of course. And, but I feel like all of those things obviously have, have come together. And I definitely, I feel like I am my best self now. Yes. I think I'm, I'm a better wife now than I ever was before. And I mean, I think I was a pretty good wife before, but mm -hmm. I'm better mm -hmm. now because I, I appreciate so much more. I mean, I, I think I wrote, I don't know if I wrote a blog post or a Facebook post the other day, but it was, it was also about grief. I was having a hard day. It was a couple weeks ago. I mean, it still happens yes. that I'll just have these days where I feel crazy and off and, um, somebody had posted something about grief or whatever. And it was like, it never goes away. I'm a bit, I'm, I'm a better wife and a better mom because those little things that used to irritate me so badly, like, leaving socks on the floor mm -hmm. or leaving shoes by the door or whatever that I would just get like, why yes. can't he do this? Now it's like, at least I have a husband that's coming home. Exactly. And at least he's going to be here. And so why am I going to really like throw a fit over something so silly? Yes, it's okay to still feel annoyed by it or yeah. whatever. But at the end of the day, is it worth a fight? Mm -hmm. I mean, because mm -hmm. your husband gets to come home now, you exactly. know, after having a year where I didn't have that extra laundry to do and I didn't have socks on the floor, shoes on the floor, you realize, Isn't that crazy? you realize you miss it. Yes. And it's, so I have that, I have the gift of pers perspective mm -hmm. and that's truly what I think has made this, this part of my evolution. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the levels of Pokemon evolution are. <laughs> I, I feel like now I'm going to look it up and I'm really going to like try to, to hone in on this. Um, 
but anyway, so I feel like I'm my best self right now. And so I decided with Brad, I was like, I'm going to just embrace my 40s. And there's so much to do in Corpus. There's so much I haven't done yet. What if I do this crazy bucket list, this coastal bin bucket list, and for 40 days leading up to my 40th birthday, I'm going to do something new that I've never done. And like some of it will be very Corpus centric. Yes. Um, or even just Coastal Bend. I mean, I'm going I'm going to go to Kingsville one day and see Kingsville. I'm going mm -hmm. to Port Aransas one day. I'm going to go yes. to Hartford one I day. I love this so yes. much. Yes, I'm so excited about it. It's an excellent idea. Thank you. So, so super, good. super excited. I'm not going to lie. About a week and a half ago, I was like, this is... I don't even know if I can do this because Brad has been so supportive. He like printed out calendars and created a command station so that it could be like organized. And he's like, come on, you have to, have you filled in any days today? You know, like, what are you mm -hmm. going to do on this day? Mm -hmm. And I went to him, I was like, I don't know. Like, it's so much. I don't know if I can do it. And he said, you have to do it. It's like, you get one chance in your life to do something like this. Yes. You, you will only have the 40 days leading yep. up to your 40th birthday one time. Yep. You have to do it. And he's like, it's going to be crazy. And it's, it'll probably be hard, and we're going to be exhausted mm -hmm. once it's all said and done. But you have to do it's it. It's temporary. It no, is. he's absolutely right. And it's worth, like, the temporary madness. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so um, so we just decided to, like, to go with it. And I didn't tell very many people about it going into it. Yeah, I had it no idea. Until because, it yeah, we just wanted to, like, kind of keep it under wraps. Uh, my team, my, my Corpus Christi Moms Blog team knew about it because mm -hmm. they helped me come up with ideas. Because, again, having only moved here a year ago... There's so many things I don't know about still. Um, so they've helped me kind of fill in some of the squares and and it's still, it's evolving. I have a, a tentative like calendar, but it changes regularly. Mm -hmm. I mean, like my plan for Sunday ended up being a little bit different because I didn't research the place I was going to go on Sunday. It was closed <laughs> on Sunday. So that one's getting shifted to well, I like another that too day. Because but you're showing, I mean, especially being you know a mom and a wife and everything like that, that it's it's okay for the schedule to be a little right. hectic. I, I like yes. this aspect of it. I and, and it has, it truly has to be like that because mm -hmm. mom life is crazy, and and also work has to be done. I mean, I run this website, and yeah. it is a full time job. We have a bunch of events coming you're up amazing. that we're planning for. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you. I don't know about that, but I, I try my best. That's all I can say. I try my best. But the project is so much. Fun. I'm having the best time doing it like literally I mean the first day we went to the island and, I, and I've been here a year I've been to the island a hundred times but like I had never walked under Bob Hall Pier okay you know wow. and that's something that is you see all the time in photos of, of Corpus Christi yes. but I've never done it and so one of my contributors, Erin, she came with me and we just went and we took my Jeep and like rolled around the island and we walked in water and I got to go under the pier and I walked down on the pier. These are all things that I had never done. Exactly. And it was like, it, you know, it cost like $3 to go out on the pier. But for $3, we had this super fun day. Mm -hmm. It's right in our backyard. Anybody mm -hmm. can do it. Like how fun. And yes. then we went to all these other little spots. We didn't spend a dime, but we saw like these funny little, there's a Mexican food restaurant that has little, um, like there's a boat and there's a, a picture of a boy who's looking through um, binoculars. And so we just did like funny pictures and just had fun kind of exploring on the island. And yes, because there's so much out there. There is. Yeah. And I mean, there's no way I can hit it all. Mm -mm. And that's what I found yesterday, was it yesterday? Two days ago. I did um, 
I set out, I set forth on my day to, to find all the local shops that I could. Yes. Okay. Well, there are so many. So They're so many. awesome. Oh my God. That it's, I'm going to have to add at least one or two more days mm -hmm. just to do it. But I had so much fun doing the, that day and I'm Instagramming the entire time. Basically. I loved the, I loved um, it. I'm like, ah, what? And yes. I'm like, why didn't I think of this? Not, <laughs> not necessarily it, like a, the adventure into my forties, but they hit like set a day aside to yes. hit them up. It was so fun. It. Well, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And um, so it, what's been really, really fun about it is because now people are starting to see that it's happening, um, our engagement is increasing on um, on our social media platforms and on our accounts. But what's really cool and makes the project worth it, everything I'm doing is very organic. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just reaching out to places and I'm like, hey, do you mind if I come in and, like, take pictures and film a little bit? I'm doing this project. And... Um, so that's how the, the shopping thing was. I just randomly picked some spots and some of the places I had been before, some of them I had not been before. And so I just like go in and look around and shop and take pictures and sometimes introduce myself to the owner, sometimes not. Yeah. Um, but yesterday I got a message from one of our followers who she had just moved here and then she tagged the blog and the next day she went shopping and she went to all of the places and bought stuff. At wow. every place. And she's like, thank you so much. I had no idea these were here. I just moved here. This was such a fun day. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, influencer much? I mean, like, I feel like influencers are so, you, you hear that term. And but it's I mean, like, that's literally oh. what influencing is. <laughs> I know. Well, and it worked. And it was like so just authentic and organic. And yes, I love it. So, me too. Um, so it's like, it was, and it's fun. And like I said, I'm getting to, to see all of these really special, unique places and um I love it so yeah, I'm not gonna lie I'm already tired and, and, we, and we have so like amazing. I have like 35 more days um I'm gonna need a vacation when all is said and done but yes it's a blast and and like I said most of this stuff is very coastal bend mm -hmm. you know geared because I want to be able to you know have this be a part of a resource of Corpus Christi mom's blog um but also some of it is gonna be just like personal bucket list stuff and that came, my mom and sister were like see this is your it's your 40-day bucket list I mean yes you're doing all this stuff but maybe there are other things that you personally have never done absolutely so yes. yeah so on Sunday um it was something it was so silly but it's something I'd never done before and I, I'm trying to train for a half marathon. All it's right. Like so hard because it's so hot here. <laughs> oh, I and know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm no, not going to lie. You definitely can do it. I don't know. Yes. Oh, thank you. I you will definitely we'll can. see. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> um, but I went running on Sunday and it was so hot. And I had on like. Yes! I remember so, okay, this. So, I, yes. so it was so hot outside. And I have on, I always run in, I typically run in like leggings and my running shoes and a sports bra and a shirt. Yes. And I've never not run without a tank top because I, like majority of women in the world, feel a little insecure about my mom bod. Yeah. You know, I've had two babies. I've done the things. I've lost weight. I've gained weight, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was halfway through my run and I knew that I had like another two miles left and I was dripping with sweat and I was like, you know what? F it. I'm taking off this shirt. Yes! I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I freaking love this. <laughs> so I was like the far back of my neighborhood, and I stop, and I just like take off the shirt, take a drink of water. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. And then I did it. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like, I wasn't as hot. Mm -hmm. I didn't have like a sweaty shirt slapping mm -hmm. on my belly. And, <laughs> um, 
Insta is like cool, you know? I'm not gonna lie, I probably won't do it all the time because mm -hmm. I still am a little, of you course. know. No, but, you were filmed it that day. You but might I was, not be filming it tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. But but it worked and it was great. And I was like, you know what? That's a bucket list item. I've never done that. And that's part of this is trying to also, it's an adventure. I'm mm -hmm. adventuring into doing different things. And you know, one of the things that I feel like I've come into my own at this point in my life is not caring so much what oh, other God. people think yes. and how I feel. I mean, I did a, I did a Facebook post about wearing shorts and wearing a swimsuit. For up until a year ago, I never wore shorts. Mm -hmm. I know some people like that. I, I was overwhelmed with how many people responded and said mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah, they won't. No, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I didn't wear shorts. If I was going to the beach or the lake or the pool, I had on a skirt over mm -hmm. it or a dress or a cover up. And that's when I when I wrote the post about it, it was about, I had we had been, just been to the beach for the weekend and I didn't wear a skirt and I didn't wear anything and I didn't care. And I was like, because this is, I am who I am. Exactly. And this is me. Oh, and I have, speaking my language I mean, right yeah, now. but it's like, I have cellulite, but so does the majority of the world. Yes. And I have a jiggly belly and I could totally, you know, use a boob job, but yeah, I've got bras that work for that. You know? Exactly. Oh, you, um, I love but, that you're sharing this so much. Well, it's Because just, it's something as simple, like you said, those simple little mind tweaks that can literally change everything. Yes. So some people it doesn't sound like a big deal, like, oh, just wear shorts. Like, no. It's so you hard. You have no idea. It's so hard. And yes. I still feel insecure about it, but I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Girl, wear the shorts. Yes. So, like, on this project, this I am so intentionally awesome. trying to wear shorts in a lot of it. And I'm, in the, I'm on camera for this whole thing. I mean, my husband and I were talking about it last night, and I said, I'm not going to lie. I'm doing a lot better with my nutrition and making sure I'm working out because right now <laughs> I'm having to see myself on TV or I mean on, on Instagram and everything every day and I'm being photographed. Yes. And I'm, I have insecurities just mm -hmm. like everybody, mm -hmm. but I'm trying. I'm, I'm a work in progress like we all are. And I'm trying yes. so hard to like get over that and get through that because at the end of the day, that's not, hopefully that's not what people are looking at. And if they are looking at that, that I don't need you to follow me. Exactly. I don't need that, you to be a part of that focus. because that's not what we're, that's not what I'm about. That's not what Corpus Christi Moms blog is about. Like mm -hmm. we are here for all the mamas, for all the mamas, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter anything. Like we, we want to be your friend and we want to be with you. And so if we can encourage and inspire, oh, yes. so girl, that I'm going to wear the shorts. Yes. And the run in the sports and bra. And run in the sports that, bra. <laughs> I was so thrilled to see that. Like, yes. Yes. I'm going to do it. And, and there's so much freedom. And like you said, just not caring right. and like prioritizing how you're feeling. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. I just, absolutely. that's like the most important message I think anyone can hear. It really, prioritizing it, how you feel. yes. And, and, and just, Loving yourself for who you are, your flaws, your the good, the bad, the ugly, the the, the hurt, the the everything. Like we are all these sort of like patchwork quilts, you know. We're we're so many different things. We're not just what we look like on the outside. And I, you know, it's such a like I don't know, maybe not a cliche, but wishful thinking that the world would think like that, but. Mm -hmm. You know, sure I think most people do kind of feel that way. They may not necessarily express it. Mm -hmm. They feel like they need to live up to a certain image or right. or support a certain whatever it may be. But I think ultimately people know. I think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I guess it, you know it kind of makes me think like when you said the term influencer. Mm -hmm. My initial thought on an influencer is not necessarily a favorable one because mm -hmm. so much of what we see. Um, in media now and with kids and social media and teenagers and YouTubers and all of this stuff 
is those are people that are influencers, but they are showing these sort of unattainable yeah. things to kids, and it's like wrecking society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the things <laughs> I'm hearing from the youth is so scary and yeah. so sad. And as much as I love social media, and it's being it's such a great platform for what we're trying to accomplish, it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think for kids in particular, because they're so impressionable and yes. and then they're comparing themselves to these people who are spending hours and hours and hours on their makeup. Yeah. And whatever, <laughs> I mean, not to mention the money Yes, involved. yes, exactly. And, uh, but I think it's, you know, good to counter it with, you know, someone like you who's showing like, hey, you know, it, regardless of whatever it is you're dealing with or feeling about yourself or, or, or anything like that. I think that that's just as, as powerful. I, I hope that, I hope that it is. I yes. hope that ultimately mom bloggers and, and, and people there, I hope that there are people out there. I know that there are, um, but I hope that it ultimately sort of evens out a little bit at yeah. some point. No, I think so. <laughs> I, 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 I know so. Um, because I'm now more than ever, I feel it. And maybe it's just because I'm deciding to focus elsewhere, but I'm seeing more and more different body types and mm-hmm. people and looks and texture. I mean, everything, everything's different and diverse and, and, and beautiful and accepted and celebrated. But like I said, it might just be where I'm focusing. I think that it does. We, I, we just watched this documentary on Netflix called the great hack. Okay. Have you watched no. it? Oh my gosh. It is so much about how media is so skewed Yes. and that so much of what you see is like an algorithm that is trying to get you mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's like, no. Well, now I know because uh, uh, Elizabeth and I met prior to this and got to know each other a little mm-hmm. bit. She actually told me that she and her family have unplugged. Yes. Um, so there's not as much phone usage and Absolutely. social media, not as much television and gaming necessarily. Yes. And I mean, you've noticed a difference oh, since. Tremendous. Yeah. So I have been on both sides of the, the device parenting. Um, previously I gave my kids, they had iPads, Hudson had a phone and I will say part of it, we we were in survival mode for quite a while there and we were just doing what we could to get through the day. And and I was working full time, single momming and everything. And so I gave my kids devices and they watched TV all the time and we didn't have any rules or restrictions. And then last year, um, Hudson, my, my 12 year old was really having a hard time and I'm not going to lie. 12 has been the hard, the hardest mm-hmm. age that it we are I think we're over the hump now like he's doing so much better and as a family we're doing so much better but one of the things that was really causing him so much anxiety and stress and he was rude and grumpy and ugly and it was terrible and but he had a phone mm-hmm. and so he was um on social media with his friends like on Instagram with kids and he was texting and you know, kids have access to their phones all the time. We found yes, it's because he was getting texts at like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, dude, you are a sixth grader, mm-hmm. no sir. And his grades were suffering. It, but overall, his attitude was just not who. It was not him. Mm-hmm. Like, where is my baby? Yes. Like, this is not who you are. And so, as a consequence, we took away his phone to start. And um, and leading up to that, we also at the time we didn't have a TV in our living room and. We only had one TV in the house, but the kids had access to it. And they could watch Netflix and YouTube. We didn't have cable or anything. But um, we took the phone away, and initially he was really angry. We were like, it's a consequence. You know, if you start shaping up, then maybe you can get it back. 
And at the same time, we took the iPad away from Finn because what was happening with Finn is Finn would have limited device time, but every time it was time to take it away, he would throw fit. Because mm -hmm. he'd map. Mm -hmm. One more minute, one more minute. I just and want to play is, one more game. this is common amongst kids. Definitely. Yeah. And he, he was six at the time, and so old enough to understand the concept of, of a time limit and everything, but it just got to be such a struggle just to take it away if it was dinner time. Or he would get upset because he couldn't beat this level in this game. And he'd be so upset and mm -hmm. beating himself up over it and crying. A game. And a game, yes. And it was an age-appropriate game. It wasn't like, I mean, he was, you know, six. So we knew exactly what he was playing. But he was so upset. We're like, Finn, if this isn't fun, don't play. But he couldn't stop himself from playing. We're like, this isn't, this isn't good. This yes. isn't healthy. So we took it all away. No iPads, no phone, no iPod, nothing at all. Wow. So, yeah. So at the time, they still had Netflix and YouTube, though. But they did so much better. It took Finn, like, two days, two or three days of being upset after school every day that he didn't get to play the iPad. But we just redirected his attention. Like, why don't you build with Legos? You guys have 18 tons of Legos. Why don't you read books? You have a 1,000 books. You have all these things. We live in a beautiful neighborhood. Go play. Mm -hmm. Go ride your bike. Go mm -hmm. bye. Go to the playground. Like, we intentionally <laughs> bought it at this house in this neighborhood because we wanted the kids to play outside mm -hmm. like kids are supposed to do. So Finn got over it pretty quick. Hudson also just, just kind of got over it and didn't ask for it anymore and he didn't care so much. And then several months in, we still hadn't, we, or I guess we ultimately also took away YouTube because mm -hmm. the boys were doing really dumb things, like attempting really oh, dumb things no. that they had seen. And none mm -hmm. of them were terrible or right. that bad. But we we're like, who is this YouTuber? Like yes. Hudson kept talking about this one particular YouTuber. And so one night we're like, let's look this guy up. Who is this? And we're looking at it and it's like, this is so dumb. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bad, yes. but it was real dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. this is how he's spending his time. This is what they're doing. They're watching these <laughs> dumb videos. Nope. Bye-bye, YouTube. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we took, we took the Apple TV off. We put an antenna on the TV upstairs. Wow. And so if they want to watch TV, it's whatever is on the antenna. But you know what? It's awesome. Because you know what they watch on TV? Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. PBS Kids. Old school game shows. Yes. You know, like way better. Mm -hmm. So much better. And they love it. And they don't miss it at all. But they also play outside all the time. They build Legos. They're creative. I mean, I could, I could take you upstairs and you could see their TV room. It is covered in Legos. Because that's what they do. They draw. Wow. They write stories. They have dance parties. And they would not be doing any of that if they were glued, to, they their were glued to their device. We, we took them away in the car. Initially, we said, okay, well, you can still have them when we go on long drives. Because, you know, being in a car for three hours or four hours can be boring. And we still go back to Austin to visit family mm. and stuff. And then we ultimately took that away. Because then it was like you got in the car and nobody said a word. Yep. They're like this. Yep. So we took it away. So one of my adventures yesterday, and it only took 15 minutes out of my day, but Finn, because they don't have devices in the car, they don't have a DVD player in the car, they don't have any of that, they look out the window. Yeah. And so we have had so much fun watching the crops. Mm -hmm. You know, we came yes. from the, we came from the hill country. Right. Where we had a beautiful, you know, we're in the hill country, it's gorgeous, but there's not crops mm -hmm. in Austin. Um, yeah, so, now that you mention it. No, we came from the skyline and hills and trees. So it's so fun for us to watch like the cotton crops 
every year. And so we seasonally are seeing how that changes. And so for the last week, Finn has asked to go to see the cotton and he wanted to touch it and to like get to feel Whoa. it. And so yesterday we finally, that was part of Sunday that we were planning to do it, Sunday afternoon and then it poured rain so we couldn't go. So yesterday on our way to pick up brother from football, we left a little early and he and I drove down a little ways and found, I had found this really great spot and we were just there for a few minutes, but he just jumped out of the car and he ran <laughs> across this little bit of grass and, you know, and he felt it and he got to touch it and, and see how that was. And it was just, it was so cool. And my kids would have missed that before mm -hmm. had I not taken away their devices. Yes. I say I, we, Brad and I did it and we, we've done it as a family. As a family, we are intentional on not being on our phones at night mm -hmm. and, um, I think the, the, the blog and the website has grown so tremendously. I think we could have grown even more or maybe been better or more successful had I put more or if I would spend more time on it. But we are very intentional about our family time. And so I try to work when they're not home. And the minute they're, they get home or Finn gets off the bus or whatever, I try not to be on my phone yes. as much at oh, all until they go so to bed. Much. Yeah, that's but something even, that... I think more people need to yes. and it, try to implement. I mean, at least absolutely. when their kids are around. I get it, the necessity yes. of a phone and the, you know, how, right. much it, how important it is to, to people. But. Definitely. But it's also important, not just for our kids, but for our relationships with each other. I mean, my husband and I are also try to be intentional and in not being on our phones when we're with each other. Mm -hmm. Because, and yes, you can't avoid it all the time. And, you know, this 40-day project, I'm not going to lie. I'm on my phone more yes. during this because I'm trying to, you of know, course. do this whole thing. But it's temporary. It's but okay. it is. It's temporary. But there's times I'm like, oh, I just, I'm sorry I'm on my phone right now. Like, yes. this isn't what we normally do. Um, but our relationship is better because not are we, not only are we being intentional with the kids, but we're more intentional with each other in the evenings. And as a family, we have dinner at the table every single night together. There's no TV on, there's no phones anywhere, there's no devices anywhere, there's no fighting about coming down because they want to play their mm -hmm. game for five more minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's dinner time, everybody comes down and we have conversations at the table. And I, I'm hopeful that there are a million families out there that are doing the same thing. I hope that that is the case. I mean, what a what a dream if every family, yes. you know, did that and made that intentional, that intentional time and and got rid of the devices and because the kids they just they don't need it. Yeah, they don't. It's it, to me, it's a privilege, not a right, for Absolutely. sure. And uh, I just think it's amazing that you are pursuing this and you've been doing it for so long. And I think more and more people are realizing the. Uh, importance of the interactions mm -hmm. in real life absolutely as opposed to what's on a screen yes and seeing i mean hudson is, has admitted he had the privilege or the opportunity to have his phone back over the summer because it was summer break he never asked for it one time mm -hmm. because he has said himself that he feels less stressed less anxious and happier when he doesn't have it yeah so his friends have to come to the door mm -hmm. if they want to see him or talk to him and that's also, we found just in meeting his friends that not every kid knows how to make eye contact mm -hmm. with an adult. They don't know how to have conversations. Yep. They only know how to text their friends. He has one little friend who um, is very shy and doesn't ever want to come to the door. And we're like, this person need to... <laughs> needs to come to the door. We need to meet him. We, we just want to say hi. Yeah. We're not going to like interrogate him or anything, but, but 
don't because we'll we'll see Hudson like watching out the window to see if they're outside. Mm -hmm. Like they need to come to the door. We're gonna help them. Yes. <laughs> they need to come to the door. We're not gonna get up. You can still answer the door, but we're gonna say hi. We'll we'll still be on the couch, but we're gonna say hi. You know these baby steps. But when we're so glued, and you see this with adults. I mean, you and I have talked about this when we met before, when you reached out to me on, on social media, which is how we yes. all connect these yes. days. Um, my, I always follow up with, okay, great, where can we meet? Mm -hmm. Because in real life, connection is so much better. It really is. It really is. There's just things you can't get from, you know, a text screen. Exactly. You just can't. Exactly. And that's, again, one of the main goals of Corpus Christi Moms Blog and doing all of these events that we're doing so kind of just circle back like we have these big events but we're also hosting these mom mingles mm -hmm. where it's literally like we will just let everybody know that on this particular night we're going to be at this bar or restaurant hanging out and if you're around pop in and say hi and have a snack or a drink and and let's just let's just meet yes and that's it it's so we're trying to do like a mom mingle once a month and we did the muffin thing and we're trying to play dates and just really trying to facilitate that IRL yes, stuff. Yes, so important. But I yes. want to thank you so much for being on here. If thank anybody you. wants to find out about your events, they can go to CorpusChristiMomsBlog.com. Yes. They can follow you on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Corpus Christi Moms Blog. On back. At Corpus Christi Moms Blog on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Corpus Christi Moms Blog on Facebook. Yes. I'm so looking forward to your holiday events, and I Thank can't wait you. to see the rest of your adventures in 40. Yes. You just Follow have so much along. Going on. It is. It's a lot, but it's it's a blast, and I feel super lucky to have the opportunity to get to do this and um, and to be here in Corpus Christi in the Coastal Bend. I mean, I love it here. I think it's it's great, and I. Tell everybody that they should come here. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're lucky to have you. Thank you.